0: Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is one dot com, and it is indeed beautiful this morning. It's very hot. <laughs> Are you surprised? Oh my goodness! Oh, it's hot. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I know it's global, you know, climate change. Well, good morning. It's um. It's a Friday, a few minutes after 10 o'clock, and we're live here. My name is Patrick Timpone, the 5th of August, 2022. And please join us if you care to contribute whatever you have for us via the telephone or email. And the telephone number is 888-663-6386 email Patrick at one radio network.com. Patrick at one radio network.com. Let me get more in the middle here. Or whatever. Um, I'm kind of casual this morning. Hope you don't mind. It's uh, 90 degrees already at 10 o'clock. Just felt like a little casual thing. I actually pressed this t shirt just for you. I'm not supposed to wear white on video, but just felt like. Like it so. Well, here we are. Hope you're hope you're doing well and looking forward to a weekend of fun. What are you going to do this weekend? Fun. Do something fun. We uh, we have guests uh, pretty much every day, except on Friday, where it's just you and I, and we we talk about stuff and go into the news and talk about past guests and talk about things going on in my life, but most of it is, is pretty much um, what my passion is, um, uh, other than pizza. It, what, what my passion is, other than pizza and pasta, is um, understanding, looking into the deep depths of uh, the human condition the, the play between who I am as soul and a spiritual body and then this thing we call the mind and the subconscious and then the body and then how I can navigate uh, the rest of my years here on planet earth or earth plane rather which could be 75, 100, hundred, two. who knows, I don't know I frankly don't believe in the aging process that's being advertised, so no telling how long we can keep these bodies. And I'm kind of into keeping it as long as I possibly can, only because most people don't. And I like to be contrarian. And um, the, the the only way I'm going to really understand more and more and more, and able to and help help you and other people. Uh, Through my screenplays and writing uh, my book and on the air is for me to understand how it works. Otherwise, I would just be hmm, reading some book and then repeating that and say, This is how it works. And so, everything that I talk about as far as soul, mind, body, subconscious is from personal experience, where these are things that I have seen as soul on the inner planes and the other realities during what is called soul travel and also just being in the body lying in bed and viewing things from a soul perspective you'd be surprised what you can see if we are not analyzing while we're looking. Because if we're in the mental plane, when we're analyzing, um, then we, we don't really see the truth because we're always analyzing what we're seeing with the mind that doesn't understand what the truth is. So, because the mind is just software. So that is why um, my second screenplay, is entitled "Look and See," which is one of my first teachers. Um, um, told me 96, 2006, 2016, two, 35 years ago to look and see, and it's a quite a it's a it's a wonderful idea if you really get it that if we look and see. How things work within us and then out there from a soul perspective and that gets a little tricky because who knows what soul is I have an idea and you have an idea but have we ever seen ourselves in the mirror of soul and maybe yes no maybe but to be able to look and see without judging it and analyzing it and just keep looking and looking and looking we, we can then get an idea of how it works. How it all works. And we can do the same thing, which we do, in, in uh, The Matrix or Maya and physical reality, whether it be financial, politically, political, or whatever, you know, wars, germs. If you can just look and see, and without having a preconceived notion, eventually you 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 get the truth because, oh yeah, well, that's how that works. Yeah, come on. Which is is commonly called critical thinking, which is actually you and I thinking from an objective, spiritual, 360-degree viewpoint about stuff, whether it be our body or health or, like I say, geopolitics, And we think from that viewpoint and then we look and see how it works and we can come to some conclusions just because we see it. Say, okay, well, yeah, that's how I work. So it's a bit different from being on the mental realm. Because as we say, you know, the mind just knows what we put in it over a lifetime and you know, I'm, I'm not um, smart enough to know exactly how much stuff, stuff, how much stuff we bring in from other lifetimes. Um, um, there's karmic things that we bring in, you know, stuff we have to clean up with people, and we often re- reincarnate back with them, moms and dads, and we often get together with uh, significant other types that we've had experiences with, I know people that have done that and they're conscious of it, which is pretty cool. Um, And I suspect that we bring in a lot of very hardcore dogmatic beliefs that we've had in past lives um, only because, you know, it's a good thing not to have hardcore dogmatic beliefs about anything except God. You know, it's the only thing that's real truth um, so we'll come in and then we'll you know we'll um, figure out that it's not the truth and then we can let it go and then we can continue to have a better life um, I get glimpses glimpses I can see it Hi, Doodle. she's right here petting her hi sweetie my dog um (laughs) every time I try to scroll the camera out and so you can see her, it never works right so I won't do it I've had glimpses of some of my past lives and just glimpses lay down now sweetie that's a girl um one I had um, I for the most part this lifetime I've been a uh, much of an anarchist um, rebellious against the Internal Revenue Service and got into some trouble because of it because you got to be careful with that before I would really understood karma and understood that the IRS and governments are just our karma, and so to fight them is just ridiculous because we've created them. So it's just kind of like saying, yeah, well, I created this government or the IRS or whatever. It's my karma. It's got to be my karma, otherwise I wouldn't be experiencing it. So to fight it is just pretty stupid. You know what I'm saying? To fight anything that we've created is like saying it's just it's like punching yourself in the face so it took me a long time to learn that but um um but I guess about four or five years ago I was really deep into getting out of some karmic cobwebs with the IRS and really got in some trouble I had to get an attorney and all that stuff and um which you helped me with, by the way. Remember, we raised a bunch of money? Thank you. And Yeah, I don't look well in orange jumpsuits. You know, it's just not my color. It's just not my color. And, uh, <laughs> And I had this very brief past life experience while my body was sleeping. I was, um... I was running along the, the inside of a castle. I think it's called a turret. You've seen the movies where you stand on the inside of the castle and you're, you're like a, here on the castle wall, right? You've seen it. And I had, I had this white puffy thing under my chin, whatever they call that, and I went online and looked, and just generally 1,400, 1,500, the one they dressed like that, I don't know where this was. But there were there cabillions were of people down below, lots of people. And I was running along this turret with this um, long white thing holding it. Some kind of proclamation or who knows what it was. But I was screaming, uh, we will not pay these taxes anymore. And they were screaming and I was yelling that. So you see, I had past lives where I was also an anarchist and uh, revolutionary because taxes have always been unfair, unjust, and unconstitutional. This is before the Constitution. They still are today. But once you understand that it's our karma and we can cry if I want to, then you can just give it up and then just pay them and go on your way, which I, is what I do now. It took me a while to figure that one out. Um, probably lifetimes by the way anarchist you know is not a bad word you might think using the term anarchist is uh, really terrible he's anarchist have you ever ever went to dictionary.com let's look it up I haven't for a while anarchist uh, definition kind of hard with these lights but I'm going to try kind of cool, really. Okay. See if I can move it over here so I can read it. Anarchist, a noun, property, Property. one who advocates anarchy or the absence of government as a political ideal, a believer in the anarchist theory of society, especially and hear it of the society of, what the hell? Uh, Oh, this is crappy. This is not right. This is some woke. That's not the true definition. They just make the definition up so they can call you an anarchist and say you're a bad person. Um. anyway then we'll just see if you can find a real definition of anarchist that doesn't say you're bad because you're an anarchist it's really about freedom and not something, wanting someone to control you but most of the definitions they just keep changing things on let's go to Merriam-Webster see if the The woke people have got to them. Yeah, so, you know, that's not true either. That's Merriam-Webster. A person who rebels against any authority, well, maybe that's pretty close, established order or ruling power, of course. Why would you not rebel against somebody trying to tell you what to do? And a person, check this out. This is how they've changed these things over the years. A person who believes in advocates or promotes anarchism or anarchy, especially one who uses violent means to overthrow. Not true. You have to use violent means. That's, so you see how they, they get you on Wikipedia. You know what they're going to say. Stanford, he can't even find real definitions anymore. They change everything, man. Thought Co. Political philosophy and movement that questions authority and opposes government rule and the creation of bureaucratic enforcement systems often used negatively as a nickname for violent extremism and Arkham is characterized as a radical left-wing belief you can't even find any Real definitions got nothing to do with the left-wing or politics you could probably you know there's a place that looks at words uh, what do they call that FBA anarchist extremism see how they just change everything into being bad about freedom personal responsibility what's that term they use when somebody to find the the deep meaning of a, of a word isn't there a website that does that where the word comes from maybe let you play with that while we're doing Hey, anyway, i don't know how i got off of that we were talking about past lives and you know i just got got crazy Anyway, we're going to dig in here, and then we're going to move on, but um, not like moveon.org, but on a few things that I have notes on. I have my little note paper. But uh, please join and, and join the show if you think I'm crazy. Pat, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, 888-663-6386. If you're new here, um, welcome. I have been um, looking at uh diet nutrition things since i I think the late 70s and uh so i've i've gone through a lot of diets over the years as you can imagine and tried a lot of different things and did vegetarian and vegan for a few years and uh, i I was a macro neurotic for a couple years it's really macrobiotic but i call it macro neurotic so and Yeah, our our website's a little slow this morning. I will email um, Ruben and see if we can get that taken care of. Anyway, so I've tried a lot of different diets. And and so um, several months ago, it's been over two months now, I just um, was asking Spirit to kind of show me, I have been for a while, maybe some different dietary things I could change that would allow me to get more work done at night, mainly working on my screenplays. Because of eating what I was eating, you know, a little bit of rice, and a little pasta, baked potato, mm, meat now and then, fish, but a lot of carbs and uh, almonds, a lot of um, some nuts and seeds, and you know, kind of a kind of an omnivore, kind of an all organic, by the way. But you know, I just wasn't doing well at night, so I'd eat. And then an hour later, or an hour and a half later, I go, you know, which wasn't helping um, to work on my screenplays at night, which I, my real passion now, um, my second job. So came across, came across a lady, uh, Sally K. Norton. Uh, somebody from Japan sent me this, this, uh, this uh, video. Sally K. Norton and a and a carnivore guy, Paul. Um, something Saladino, I don't know what his first name is. And this was like three o'clock in the morning, and you know how it is. You're sitting there drinking a little goat's milk. And so I start watching this thing, and it, you know, it was just one of those timely things when you see a video, how you hear someone talking, and you go, Whoa, whoa, well, really? really? It was one of those experiences, kind of first time I realized that the earth wasn't round, spinning around the sun. Uh, last year or two years ago, you get you just know and and uh, so she was talking about oxalates and how vegetables had all of these um, what do you call um, chemicals to keep people uh, keep things from eating them and and all plants do they all have toxins, they all have oxalates and all kinds of things, plants, everything, anything that's a plant, they do that so people don't eat them. This is what they do for a living. They're kind of like <laughs> we people have whatever. You know. That's what they do. Uh, cows and, and rumors room, uh, room, room, What do you call them? Cows and pigs and horses. And they've got they got tummies and all set up and they can eat grass. Their main their main uh, diet. Um and uh, they do fine, because they got the different digestive system. We humans we don't we really can't digest vegetables. We've been taught that we can, but we don't uh, we that's why we poop a lot because just gotta get rid of them. <laughs> that's pretty much the way it is. Uh, is full of fiber, which we don't need, uh, which I've been learning over the last few months. so, You know, start looking at the list of oxalates, right, that this lady was talking about. And we interviewed Sally K. Norton. And you can listen to the interview on One Radio Network and to our search function and also on BitChute. She's up there. And she makes a really interesting case uh, very ruminant. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks, Lynn. Ruminants. They can eat plants and stuff and do very well with it. Um, And. Very, very smart gal, and you can, you can tell. You just listen to her, and you know she knows what she's talking about. And then, um, so these plants are very, very hard to digest, and we have to cook the pants off them, as Adam does with his kale, three hours, to really make them work. Uh, and even then, though, I don't think they're any good for us, but that's just me. So, so I started looking at this list of oxalates, right? And it's like, well, everything i eat eating is high in oxalates. I mean, almonds. Spinach like three times a week. I love spinach. Um what else? Um I used to know, I have the list here. What here what were some of the oxalates I was eating? Um, um mm, mm, mm. Huh, beans, I was doing some beans, high in oxalates, um potatoes, green, black tea. I was doing green tea. Um Swiss chard, a lot of Swiss chard. Beet greens, I did all three of those. Okra, they were like my top vegetables, the top high oxalate foods. That's crazy. Um, mm, Then of course, uh, wheat and stuff like that, potatoes. uh, Just a lot of food, black pepper. um, Also, turmeric, did lots of turmeric. Almost everything I was eating was high in oxalates. Isn't that crazy? And, um, you know, then you look at the list of, uh, of what removing oxalates could address. Pain anywhere in the body, and I had pain in my stomach that wasn't going away for years. Um, sleep issues, talked about those. Um, digestive problems, a lot of those I had. Uh, And bladder problems, it's interesting because um, I had an energy, kind of a soreness right on the bladder for years. Which is virtually gone now, virtually gone. After not eating oxalates. So, whatever. So, but then you look at the oxalates. This is a long way of bringing you up to the story I want to talk about. So, I looked at these oxalate lists. I said, well, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I can just cut those out. I'll try anything. I mean, I'm an experimental guy, I don't care. I can get rid of those, and I did. But then you find out that when you do that, there's nothing else to eat except meat. So that brought me to uh, start listening to some people about carnivore, which is a, a meat diet with butter and eggs, pretty much, and maybe a little cheese, and that's about it. And so I started doing that over two months ago, and it's really, I feel better than I felt ever. Uh, for the first time in probably my whole life, I not even think about my stomach. I and mean, I don't even think about that I have to go to the bathroom. I don't even think about how many times I am going pooping because you don't need to as much when you don't eat fiber. You just don't. The only reason we poop a lot is because we're eating a lot of fiber, which, you know, it's taken me a long time to figure that one out. Uh, that's the only reason you have to go poop two or three four times a day because you're eating stuff that has to come back out. It doesn't get digested. That's why you have to poop, in my opinion, a lot. When you just eat meat, you don't have to poop a lot. You just don't. It doesn't ferment in your colon. That's all BS. That's all vegan. That's all vegan lore. <laughs> meat will, meat ferments in your stomach and it's toxic and acid and it'll, it'll kill you. Not true. So the whole vegan-vegetarian thing has been pretty much, in my opinion, just all made up. Uh, It's proven that uh, we don't digest vegetables well. Certainly not raw vegetables. Which is why most people, all raw vegans, uh, they can only do it for 10 years or so and they just fizzle out. They just don't get enough nutrition. So, you know, the fascinating thing about just eating meat and butter and eggs is uh, it's just quiet down there all the time for the first time in years. Stomach, colon, just quiet. You just eat. You don't lose any energy. You actually get a little buzz from meat, a little more energy, which is what we should do when we eat. And don't even think about eating until you get hungry again. Sometimes I go a whole day. Seriously, it's crazy. Sometimes I go a whole day from eating six ounces of a ribeye with lots of butter, some extra fat that I get at the farmer's market, maybe a couple eggs on top of it, and I'm not hungry again for 24 hours. Never thought about eating, just work, and you're just good. My opinion this is what eating is about. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's going to be this way for everybody, but this idea of got to eat, I got to eat morning, and then I got to do this, and I got to do that because why? So I can poop more. I haven't lost any weight. I've gained a couple pounds doing that. I haven't lost anything. So if I haven't lost any weight, And I know I'm getting the nutrients and the science is there from meat and fat and some organ meats. You know it's there, if you look carefully enough. There's nothing in vegetables that I need that I'm missing. The only thing I'm missing is just eating more stuff and having to poop more. Because it comes right back out. Because it's fiber. You know, it's really funny, there was a fellow I always remember this. I, I should look and remember his name. That about ten years—I don't know—six, seven, eight, nine years ago, he wrote a book all about fiber and bowels, and uh, Lynn, maybe you could find that on um, our search function on one radio network. Just by Google, fiber, bowels, digestion. He was a really strange guy, and we had him on the air a couple times. But he argued way back then, and he used to, uh, he was a real geek when it came to poop and elimination. And he used to measure it and do all this stuff and measure the size of, you know, the stools and what they looked like and what it meant and if they floated. This guy was a poop monster. He was really a geeky guy, and I kind of thought he was crazy. But he made the argument years ago, and at the time I thought he was crazy, that fiber is just not good for us. We don't need it we don't need it to go through prove it I poop I don't have any fiber with meat and eggs and it comes out when it's ready and before it comes out you don't even feel it it just comes out when it's time to come out could be every other day and if I would if I would miss a day or miss twice eating carbs and all that stuff I feel terrible A love Jennifer Daniels. And I love her and all that, but um, I don't agree with what she thinks is necessary. Uh, I, I think she's terrific. But I don't agree with it. Not after the last few months. But when I was eating carbs, rice and pasta and potatoes and vegetables and almonds and other nuts... If I didn't eliminate two or three times a day, I would feel bloated and feel constipated. And then you gotta take something because you feel bad to poop. I think it's just a big game, eating fiber. The more you eat, the more you gotta poop, then when you don't poop, when it gets stuck, then you feel bad, then you take something to make you poop, so you think everything's cool. That's, that's not even normal. Does that make sense to you? Does, does my girl Doodle lying near me, I love you, uh, who just eats raw meat and fat, few eggs, does she have to take something every now and then if she doesn't poop? She poops when it comes out. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's every other day. Sometimes she skips meals. She skips meals sometimes twice in a row and eats one time a day. She might go two days and just not eat, which is normal. Just eat when you're hungry. She's not hungry. She doesn't eat. She doesn't say, well, I really, no, I really need to eat because, you know, I need my... We have been so bamboozled into this whole dietary thing because I believe we are and each passing day there's more evidence that we are species oriented to eat meat. Vegetables are a new thing. Grain is very new and we know the issues with the whole grain thing. Okay, so Linda's is on the go here. What do we got? Okay, good. By the way, uh, join us. I know you think I'm crazy but hey, uh, let me know what you think. 888 6386 Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com So, n- no more cooking. No more worrying about what you need to eat or go to the store. I'm ordering most of my, my beef online where I can get organic. And I'm want to talk about that grain fed too. It's very interesting. food bills going down actually even though meat is pretty pricey these days ok so the fellow's name yeah this is a good job Lynn Constantine Monastriski. why is fiber such a menace to your health, wow 2008, I knew it was a long time ago so wow we'll put that up on the front page, thanks for that link That's fourteen years ago. Why fiber is such a menace to your health? I think it was a Russian fellow who was really into it. Good job. Yeah, ruminant. Yeah, these these ruminant animals can eat uh, vegetables, raw vegetables. Cows, pigs, bison, horses. I don't know, goats. They're ruminants. And pigs are actually more than ruminants. I think pigs eat pretty much everything and get away with it. because they're little piggies. Which is why when you eat pork, uh, in my opinion, you want to find some really good um, um, regenerative farmer like I have a, access to that feeds the pigs just Vegetables. And not grains and GMO corn and all of that. Because otherwise, with pigs, I believe it goes right through them. Uh, Ray Pete said that um, that the pigs that eat uh, all these grains like they do, you get at the Kroger, the HEB, or Safeway, um, not good. Because their fat is different, kind of fat. They're very high. And I believe it's oxalic, not oxalic, um, linoleic acid, or... Um, pasture vegetarian pigs very low and I think it's linoleic acid. I repeat talked about it on one of his shows. Definition of ar- ar- anarchist from Lynn. Let's see what she found. 7,000 definite uh, where, is, where is anarchist? I, I, I'm getting a list of 7,000 words, Sorry, I can't... Can you send me the link to the anarchist? Thanks. Um, our phone number, 888 663 Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com uh, Robert Kiltz, a um, specialist in fertility... We had on when we've been uh, streaming his video. You can also find his audio in, uh, well, it's right on the front page if you just scroll down. To what, when did we see you on? Last week? Two weeks ago? I don't, know. I don't do time, so I don't know what time he, when he was, but it was a while ago. Um. Matters not. But here is a picture of him. You'll find this on uh, BitChute and also on Audio. Really cool guy. I liked him a lot. Made a lot of sense. Very, very solid. You know, you can just tell talking to him. He says that uh, the fat is really the mother load and not sugar for the brain. As many argue, fat. And I think he's right. but can I tell the difference when I eat even fruit and fat? So much different. Yeah. Just fat is like heaven and just settles, and just like, ooh. And fruit, um, you know, it's it's sugar. And I think the sugar thing is um, not good for me. He may do fine with it. The less sugar I eat, the better I feel. The better I sleep, the more work I can do, I can remember, remember when we were kids or high school or whatever, 30 years ago? Did we have all this attention on how much time, how many times we pooped and how many we had to poop and, and all that? We never thought about it. Felt fine down there, we didn't, right? Never even thought about it. And we were doing all kinds of food. Yeah, this whole thing with pooping, I think, is just... uh, It's gone crazy. Gone crazy. Uh, I wrote it down, but I forget what Ray Pete says about the level of TSH he recommends. Does he recommend to be below 0.47 or lower. Yes, you got it. I mean, that's where he said, I wish you would make your emails, why this small type? Lucretia, I can hardly read it, with these lights. It's a little bitty type. Make it bigger. Hey, I can't even read it. Very tiny. Anyway, I read that part because she put it in, in bold. Yeah, point four seven. According to Ray Pete, who probably knows, probably knows more about the thyroid than any human on the planet. <laughs> He's really looked into it a lot. And Ray Pete says, keep it simple. Don't worry about all the reverse T threes, T fours, T fives, whatever. All these thyroid panels. He claims as long as you get the TSH below .47, .5, just to keep it simple, uh, your thyroid is happy. Uh, you can go on to a, a thing online, I believe it's called Let's Get Checked. I used it once. And they'll send you a little thing and you can put some blood in the thing and and um, tell you your TSH level. You don't even have to go in and get a whole thing of blood, just one drop or two. They can't give you the whole panel with just one blood because they got to take tubes, but um, they can give you one thing. You know, that's where this, this is funny. I, I just thought of it. You know the lady Elizabeth Holmes? There's a great show on, um, I believe it's Hulu, one of those. I think it's Hulu or Apple called Dropout. And she was this very fascinating woman that never blinked. And she, she. I think she hypnotized people. I, I really do. I think, as Adam said, I think she mind-hacked people. And her idea was to have a a machine called Edison with just one drop of blood and give you a complete panel and put these things everywhere in Walgreens and everywhere because people didn't like to have these things stuck and pull out tubes like they do now, right? And this was her idea. And um, obviously she believed it to be true for a long time and she started raising money and she... She started to get some really high rollers, Bill Clinton, George Shultz, Henry Kissinger, um, Rupert Murdoch, big money, to buy into her vision of one drop in a blood panel. Think of it is, it never worked. (laughs) Think of it is, it never worked. Never worked. That's why you can go to Let's Get Checked and get maybe one thing for one drop of blood but you need a whole bunch of blood to get everything if you want to get the whole thing. And these people, uh, watch the, uh, the, the show, is just crazy to watch, it's called Dropout, and it, it'll just, float, it'll, it'll blow your mind. And, um, and she got these people to literally invest millions and millions of dollars, big high roller, big investors, I mean Rupert Murdoch, he's the dude that owns Fox, 20th Century Fox and stuff. And they gave this girl money and never checked it out. They never checked it out. And she, she was a pretty woman and maybe 25, 26, she dropped out of school because she thought it'd be cool like Steve Jobs to drop out of school and then she thought she wanted to be the next Steve Jobs and she was really, uh, you know, pretty much just a compulsive liar. Um, And I can say that. uh, She went to court and was convicted. And uh, they're going to send her to prison now. And um, she got this other guy, Sonny Bolwani, to join her. and He got all enamored with uh, uh, um, sexual relation with her. So he was done after that. He was cooked. So besides her hypnotizing, I mean, you know, he was hooked. There's a word for it, but I won't use it here. It's a family show. When you get too attached to sex with a woman. Yep. It'll happen. So, I got something in my eye. Maybe I can do the eyelid thing. Hold on. Supposedly, when you pull it down, right, it makes it water. I still got. It. I'll do it during the commercial. Still there a little. Bit. Anyway, so I mean, this is—it's an incredible story. No one. Oh, it's in there. It hurts. Um, let me do a commercial and get this thing out of my eye. We have lots to talk about this morning. Come on and join us. Have some fun. People are so shy about calling. Lots of emails and lots of people on audio, but. Um, So, oh, I think we have this on sale. Let me promote it here. Yeah. Starting now, the annual sale of pine pollen. Folks, guys especially, but girls too, if you're in that 30, 30, 35, 40 range, um, it's really good to get a little bit of testosterone to help you feel better. Uh, It's been proven. Uh, We've had many ladies, and Daniel Vitalis, has had many ladies over the years to tell him that, especially once you you get a few more, um, I don't even know what they call it anymore, the whole age thing. I don't even know what to call it. I just don't know what to call it. It's some number that people put on you. Like it's a tag they give you. You're this. And you give yourself this tag. And it's just made up. There's no time. There's, it's just made up. Anyway, well, once you get a tag of... See, I don't even like using it. Anyway, once, you, once your body starts to think that it wants to not have a period any longer, that's a way to say it, which I think is all uh, programmed in I suspect you could have periods until you're forever, if you want. Just me. Anyway, yeah, I mean, come on. You think? Do you really think the body is kind of pre-programmed to only have children until you're 40 or forty whatever? No, I think it's just been programmed into people over the time. I mean, think about it. If we... Whatever. Anyway, don't get me started. But, um, but pine pollen can really be helpful during those times for ladies. And then for guys, well, then it's really a good product. And it's not extra testosterone. We don't recommend that. It's just, those are very dangerous. This is a food, a food from trees, a food, pine pollen, that helps your body to deal with with everything that testosterone is about getting rid of estrogen it's just a thing a a food that helps your body to keep stronger on all levels and the testosterone is pretty much um, uh, what what we've kind of um, tagged on to. but there, it's a whole lot more than just boosting your T levels you know what I mean do you know what I mean
1: the first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is Pine Pollen Pure Potency, or P4. This is Cirque flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of survival supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times, and that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we wanna do is amplify that sine wave. We don't wanna start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we wanna take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle, and that's because in addition to that subtle Pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really mm. delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen, pure potency.
0: And it's and it's on sale, baby 20%. Hello. 20% off. Get some. Get some today. Just do it. Restore 20 is the promo code. Restore 20. 20% off on all pre- And stock up, man. Go for it. You're not going to get a better deal. This is the annual sale. It's a great product for girls too. Um, we, we have a, uh, a paradigm that we go by here at One Radio Network after all of my research in the other realities, and here, and whatever, is that the mind, the body, and soul, three components, are one unit, like uh, a hologram, right, a hologram. Every thought, every image, every feeling that goes through our state of consciousness is in the body at that time. And if it's just a weird thing that you don't know where it comes from and you're only in that state of consciousness for 10 seconds and you move to another state of consciousness, it's not in your body anymore, so don't worry about it. Don't try to get rid of it. It's not there. And because of that, paradigm, which we know is true, just do. Um, we put energy, or this energy of things that we believe to be true, like terrorism or germs or whatever, I can't do this, I can't do that, this energy is in the body then, as long as we believe in that idea, I have to age. I, I, you know, whatever, whatever it is, the the programming de jour, if you will. So it's in the body, and then as it as it is it, it in the body, then that energy, whether it be kidney or liver or stomach or somewhere, it's it's a kind of a blockage. It's just an energy blockage, and if it stays in there long enough. The energy can uh, can get uh, build up, if you will, and all kinds of things can happen. Lumps and breasts and cancer cells and clogged arteries and you name it. That's how disease works. And then if we eat bad food and stuff like that, our, our non-species appropriate food are, are foods that, that we uh, can't do well with and everybody's different. You might do very well Vegetarian, if you can, we'll go for it. Um, but when we eat foods that we, our own particular body, and you, you and I are different, then that adds to this energetic stuff in colon, and and then this is called disease. So one of the reasons why we are really big on these far infrared saunas that we promote is because when you sit in these puppies. Once a day, you sweat and detoxify emotions and stuff out of the body through your sweat and also out of the body through your urine and and feces. That's how it works. And there's actual studies where if you get into a sauna, before you get in and you test the amount of of, uh, toxins in your urine, they have studies and they test it they give you a little bit of a chelator to help chelate things out of your 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 bladder. And you'll say, oh, you got so much mercury or so much ironers, whatever. Um, and then you do a sauna, and then you do the, the urine test again, and you test the pee, and there's more that comes out just by being in the sauna. So it's not just um, the sweating through the skin, but it's also... Also through the urine, and I suspect the feces. However, however, I've never seen any. I, I've never seen any studies to to um, prove that on the feces. I have on the urine. So if you like to get one of these saunas, they're great. They're a, a, a personal sauna. Your head sticking out, uh, so you have a hot head, a cool head, Ayurveda, Ayurveda has talked often of not um, not doing saunas. Let me move this thing here. Okay. Not gotta get my chair straight. Um, not doing so and is where your head is in the um is in the is in the heat. It's not good to get your brain all hot and bothered. If you'd like to get one, just email me, Patrick at one radio com. Patrick at one radio network.com, and we'll hook you up. Give you the best price uh lower 48 it's 12.95 Now that's good it's a great price you go on and you'll find these prices 15 16 1700 but be careful that you don't buy a a sauna that looks like this one but um is not this one and there's a lot of them out there. We call them knockoffs. And they, they try to tell you, oh, this is, you don't have any idea of the mechanism of the far infrared technology, the EMFs. They could just be heaters. And they sell them for six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800. do not do that. You, know, you won't be a happy person. You pay your money and you you know, you know get what you pay for. Uh, but this is a good, uh, good value. Uh, just email me the way to get the best price. Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. On Fridays, we do a little show called It Takes a Long Time to Get Young, one of our trademarks, um, U.S. Patent Office, and title of an upcoming book, and also of my third screenplay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um... Okay, 888 uh, 663 If you care to join, tell me your story, any fun things that you want to talk about, uh, questions, comments, or use your email thing, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Um, this is from Lynn in Tucson, Arizona, the great state of Arizona. And the the Arizona is about to elect, if you believe politics at all, but a real conservative, hardcore person as governor. And it may save that place, because they've been crazy. Anyway, she says, I've been enjoying your carnivore guest and talk. I have a, I have a Ph.D. nutritionist friend, now living in Texas, I went carnivore as finding benefits. I lost six pounds in three weeks. Wow! Before I, before I couldn't get that scale to budge. Other issues. I have less fatigue, less moodiness, and yes, sleeping seven hours straight through most nights, which didn't happen before. I'm close to carnivore. Might get there one day myself. I'll get back to you about brecht. Oh, that's a lady she wants me to interview. He looks pretty cool. Well, Lynn, thanks for that. I you know, I would I would not concern myself about getting a hundred percent carnivore. You know, then when you do that excuse me, when you do that you're just getting into the mind of having to do this and having to do that and, and don't do that. Just eat whatever you want and look and see what happens. If you you know what I mean. So you you learn organically about what food works for you, and don't uh, go with some authority, whether me as if I put myself out of authority or Chafee or any of these people we've talked to, as this you can use it as a guide. Say, well, I could try that, but then eat what you want, what you kind of want to feel good about, and if you have a hankering for something. Um, don't, don't eat it because you're not supposed to on a carnivore diet. See, once you do that, then you're into the whole mental construct and it'll just trip you up. And then you'll feel bad for eating because you think, see what I'm saying? Don't do that. Just eat it. Love it. Happy. Eat it. And, you know, if you feel okay with it, well, then you can have it again if you want. But if you feel a little bit different and don't feel as energetic or feel that a hit from a carb or sugar that you don't like, then you'll gradually just don't do it anymore. This is the organic way, in my opinion, to do it, so you're not kind of working with some kind of mental trip, uh, which is what most people do and which I've done a lot over the years, and it'll make you crazy. You know what I'm saying? It'll just make you crazy eat what you want and then see how it works. Look and see. How does it affect your sleep, your energy level, your skin, hair, your eyes, everything. Just look. It's such a beautiful it's such a simple thing. You know when I eat that it's just well. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, jelly bean. So Yeah, thanks for that. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Mm. Uh, Marvin. Hi, Marvin. Maybe you can help me with a problem of mine, Patrick. Well, I have a lot of. No, I don't. But I will. I, I have a dull pain in my upper abdomen right up there where my breastbone has a V-shape. Yeah, I know that one. I had that one for years. The tenderness comes mostly from the left side, on the side of the heart. I don't know what is causing my pain. I wonder if you have dealt with an issue like this and what you do to recommend. Well, I did, uh, and I had it for years, and it still comes up every now and then. Less and less and less and less. And I, frankly, I cannot tell you what it is. I never was able to figure it out. Um, but the more, the longer I had it, the more I thought it was just a an energetic thing from food and thinking maybe where the energy, instead of going downward and out, it was coming up rising and it was more it was just air or gas that was causing that that pain and tenderness I mean I went through a lot of stuff looking at you know possible ulcers and all kinds of stuff you know I got close to actually going in to get a what do they call those things when they stick it down your throat got close one time because I just got tired of having it and it was keeping me up at night. So, yeah, I I don't, I wish I knew exactly what, but I would just um, start experimenting with your diet and see if you can identify what is causing you not to, um, this pressure that builds up in there. Sometimes, this is classically heartburn. Heartburn can also be when the um, lower esophageal sphincter opens up because of imbalances in the stomach acid and then fermenting food can come up. That's classic heartburn or um, GERD and all that stuff. That's a physiological thing which is also tied in with um, spirituality, which everything is because if if you're worrying you can't digest your food. Yes, can't. So unless you're comfortable in your skin and you're happy, you trust God and everything good, but you are worried about this or that, it's pretty hard to digest food properly. Which is why acid blockers and acid reflux and Tums are the most prolific, over-the-counter things, billions a year. make sense so that's I think that's that I drank a lot of aloe over the years for that and I did a lot of things that helped with it but um, I don't think there was ever one thing I think it was just a energetic thing just I know for me it was just an energetic karmic kind of thing I was going through so I could learn more about the mind body soul thing so I I created that situation and I had it for three years just to help me to understand um, how the mind works and how my relationship with the mind had to change and spirit so it was a spiritual thing it all is so that's one thing that I use so yeah uh, to really get clear on these things it takes a whole lot of courage and um, devotion to the truth and not just trying to fix it with some thing which it probably is not going to I never found anything Um, but you might find something Okay, Lynn is finding more definitions for anarchist. Let's see. Anarchist, one who believes or advocates the absence of a hierarchy and authority in most forms, especially one who works toward the realization of such. One who disregards laws and social norms as a form of rebellion against authority. By extension, from previous sense, one who promotes chaos and lawlessness, a nihilist. That's not true. I don't promote chaos and lawlessness. I stop at stop signs and pay my taxes. It's the only laws that mean anything. Um. One who, one who resents control, or influence on his or her life, particularly government. That's a good one. an anarchist, is a fictional character from Marvel Comics. A superhero force appeared, fire, allowed him to fire acidic blasts of energy from his hands, Here's, here's Wells Fargo. Don't you love this one? Here's Wells Fargo telling me to be financially prepared during hurricane season. I'm sure banks know about that. Here's a little email from Dr. Kiltz who we had on, mentioned him. Butter is a fatty and delicious source of... So, of course, it has to be bad for you, right? Wrong. The benefits of butter are numerous. 24th century nutrition, where he writes, numerous high-quality studies are finally setting the record straight on health benefits of butter and animal fat. Oh, and he's got some links here. Hmm. In fact, the whole animal foods like butter are among the healthiest foods in the world. Butter is a nutrient-dense, high-satiating mix which nixes food cravings and load it with vitamins and minerals that you just can't get from plants. And in case you haven't heard, vegetable oils—the junk that was supposed to replace butter as heart-healthy—are among the most deadly and dangerous foods ever invented. See Ray Peet and Adam Bergstrom Poofus and Yellowfatsy. Yet the view that butter is a healthy, beneficial food may sound extreme to those and indoctrinated by the low-fat misinformation that started in the 50s. Butter is a high-saturated fat that makes it solid at room temperature. He's got a whole journal of college of Cardiology. Cardiology that these cardiologists are saying saturated fats are good for the heart. Use of dietary linoleic acid for secondary prevention of coronary heart disease and death, evaluation, and recovery. Here's a heart study from Sydney, Australia, originally conducted to find support for the Australian Heart Association's hypothesis that replacing saturated fats with PUFAs from seed oils would reduce the risk of heart disease. To say it backfired would be an understatement the group. And participants that had their wholesome saturated fats replaced with vegetable oils did lower cholesterol but a cost of 62% higher death rate. Whoa. Butter's got vitamin A. Man, he's got whole things. Uh, Butter is an excellent source of CLAs, conjugated linoleic acids against heart disease a great source of butyrate which is a gut boosting fatty acid anti-inflammatory it lowers the risk of obesity so eat butter anti-stiffness the wuzon factor in butter from raw milk this is great According to Dr. Kelts, butter is a highly satiating and loaded with nourishing fatty acids, good source of retinol. Raw butter is also a source of overlooked anti-stiffness factor, resulting from compounds that enha- enhance phosphorus and calcium metabolism. The healthy, and the healthy fats, vitamins, and minerals work synergistically to support and enhance num- numerous physical actions. Pretty fun. I would go on Doctor Kiltz K I L T Z and sign up for his little email, and you get these things. And he had a lot of uh, a different um, hot links on you can you can go to, and so he's got these things that you can look at. So it's not just him saying this stuff. And you can join his mighty tribe thing. Pretty fun. And man, what. Butter tastes so good. I slosh butter all over my steak, just cover it. Okay. Oh, good. I get some raw butter from Dutch Metal Farms. Speaking of butter, because I, you can't get raw butter here in Texas at the store, and even our raw food milk guy, they don't have raw butter. I think they're afraid to make or make it raw. But it's Dutch Metal Farms. It's a good one, and it's going to be delivered today right to my home. Yeah, I think the. It's best to get the raw if you can. So here we are. We're live uh, this morning, 20 minutes after 11. On OneRadioNetwork.com. How you doing? Cool. You know, one of the challenges with grass-fed grass-finished beef in my opinion is um, it doesn't have a lot of fat and we know that fat is like really good because of the grass Uh, it really tastes good and if you age it in the fridge for a week or two it tastes a lot better just put it on a and I'm going to buy a rack so you just put it on a rack and it ages put some salt on it and it ages Um, and it gets more tender more tasty, so you can age it in your fridge. But I, somebody sent me a video, and it was really cool, it was from these fellows, a couple of fellows called the Bearded Butchers. And are these two big guys somewhere, and they're really butchers, I mean, they get these, they harvest these cows, and they put them up on hooks, and they got these fancy things, and they cut all the steaks, the rib eyes and the, you know, everything from the carcass, and they show all the meat they get from one cow. It's pretty crazy, and they, on this on this video, they, um, I should put it on the front page. I will, on this video, then they show you the different fat components from the grass-fed, grass finished, and the grain grain finished, and there's quite a bit. Well, not a lot, but there's more fat in the marbling and on the edges of the grain-fed. And more fat is more beneficial, in my opinion, and also tastes better. Which is why a lot of people prefer grain-fed. Grain-finished. I know we have a a cow farmer in um, one of our listeners, Nancy in Nebraska, that she does grain-finished. Now, here's the deal. So I'm not, I don't know how much of the GMO and potential uh, antibiotics or whatever go into the grain that the cows eat that can go back into you and me. I don't know. I don't think there's any, been any real definitive, double-blind, controlled studies to prove uh, Dr. Chafee, who we had on from Australia, um, brain surgeon, carnivore guy. He he doesn't think it's an issue at all. Um, that if you want to do grain fed, you can just do grain fed. And it, he believes that the antibiotics in the cows go through in about a week or so. He may be right. I don't know. But you can then find organic. Uh, grain finished which I found online and ordered some So, may, and I'll, I'll let you know how I do with those and see if they even taste tastier than the grass fed grass finished and with more fat and we're beginning to believe that fat's where the action is you know fat for the brain fat for the brain let's see what else are we going to experiment with oh we've been We've been using the um, Morton's, um, what do they call the salt? Just the pure sodium chloride with nothing else in there for years. But maybe, just maybe, some of those minerals from other salts may be good. And a lot of the carnivore people talk about Redmond salt. And so I think we're going to try some of that. And uh, let's see if you feel anything differently.